This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Money pit is presented by Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're here to help you take on your home improvement projects, your home maintenance jobs, your decor dilemmas. If there's something that you'd like to get done around your home, your apartment, your co-op, your condo, your yurt, whatever it is, (laughs) give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Now that we are officially, Leslie, in those dog days of summer, I think that many folks are having a hard time maintaining that lush green lawn, kind of freaking out a little bit because it's turning brown. But the good news is it's actually okay to let your lawn go a little brown for this month if you know how to protect it. We're going to tell you what you need to know to make it past the brown and back to the green just ahead. Plus, whether you own a home, condo, or a co-op, chances are you'll need to make some unexpected repairs. Now, for those, it does pay to have a pro that you can call. We're going to share some tips on how to find and build a relationship with the three pros that you are most likely to need before a home repair emergency pops up and you're left wondering who to call. Plus, our cooling costs driving up your electric bills. We're going to have some tips on low cost to no cost, yep, free ways to keep you cool during these hottest days of the summer season. Drink cold water. That's one. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to share some great tips with you guys. But most importantly, we're here to help you with whatever it is you are working on. Maybe you've got a dream project in mind. Maybe you want to just change up the decor. Whatever it is, let us lend you a hand. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's on the line? Sandy in Nebraska, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, we have ceramic floors and they're ceramic tile and they're probably twenty years old and they just don't come clean anymore. They're real porous and we've scrubbed them with a scrub brush and they will come sort of clean, but that's a whole lot of work. We've tried different cleaners, um vinegar and water and soft and scrub and Clorox and water and soda and water. And they just don't come clean. And short of tearing them up, what could we possibly do for them? Yeah, it sounds like the glaze has worn off the ceramic tile, and as a result... Well, you know, I don't even know if, they, if it ever had a glaze. It, so most tile have a glaze, unless it's like a natural Mexican tile or something like that. I would be very surprised to find any tile out there that didn't have a, a, a glaze um, finish to it. The surface will wear down after a really long, long time, and it depends on the quality um, of the tile. So I don't have a really good solution for you. It's a fairly unusual problem. You know, you can clean the grout, you can replace the grout, you can seal the grout, but the tile surface itself, it's not really possible to add an additional sort of glaze coat to that. So you might want to think about some other floor options. A really inexpensive one, by the way, would be laminate floor. It works really well in the bathroom because it's very moisture resistant. Uh, it kind of snaps together. 
um, and it floats on top of the original floor. So really all you have to do is install it, put in a new saddle where the door comes across, maybe some uh, shoe molding between that and the and the baseboard, cut it around the toilet, and you're, and you're good to go. So there are other floor choices. Uh, or if you want to just maintain that ceramic tile, you could also put a second layer of tile over the top one, over the first one, without removing that original layer. As long as that original layer is solid, there's no decay or softness or structural deficiency there, you could put a second layer of tile on top of the first tile, top of the first layer of tile and still be good to go. All right, Sandy? Yes, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jim in Pennsylvania, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, um, I have hard water in my house. And um, every, I don't know, year about, I have to clean out my water heater to get the calcium deposits out. So my question is, um, first of all, is there a better tool than a shop vac vac with a piece of copper tubing tape to it to get into the, you know, I take the bottom element out and I shove that in there and try to clean that calcium out. Is there um, a way to liquefy that so that I could wash it out or is there a water heater on the market that provides access to that? So how much calcium do you actually think you're getting out of this when you open it up? Oh my, it's it's it gets to the point where it's almost to the bottom bottom element. I wonder if you could put a filtration system in before the water heater that will take some of that away. You know, the problem with calcium is not so much that it shortens the life of the water heater, it just acts as an insulator. And so if you have it uh I'm sorry, you have a gas, you have electric water heater? It- it's electric, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably not even affecting your efficiency much because it's just taking up room. See, if you have a gas water heater and the, and the flame is underneath it, then it acts as an insulator and the gas has to run longer to heat the water up. But because you have an electric water heater where the elements are embedded up higher in the unit, I don't think it has any effect on the efficiency. Well, you know how I found out about this was the element went bad. Yeah. The bottom element, and I took it out you know, to replace it, and I couldn't hardly get it out. It was actually above the element at that point the first time. Yeah, you know why? Because it probably, that might have shortened the life of the element because it basically held the heat into it, didn't allow it to cool like like it normally does. So I could definitely see it shortening the life of it. Do you have any other type of filtration system on on the well? Uh, Just an inline filter that we put on. We had the water tested, and uh, an ultraviolet light and an inline filter is all we have. There's um, There's an electronic device called easy water okay that basically will help suspend those water particles those those mineral salts in the water and kind of let it flush right through as opposed to collecting and i like it because it's no salt involved you know it basically um, doesn't add to the salinity of the water it it does it electronically it's at easywater.com take a look at it they also have an extraordinarily good warranty if you install it and you don't like it they'll send you your money back all right great thank you very much i appreciate it you're welcome thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit you are tuned to the money pit home improvement show give us a call at 888 money pit presented by home advisor the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area you can read reviews and book appointments online well, this is the time of year that some of your lawns go from a velvety green to a, you know, not so attractive haystack brown. Well, that sounds like your yard. Fear not. We're going to share some tips for a summer lawn survival after this. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? 
That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than a 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by Rumblestone. Create a paper patio or walkway, garden retaining wall, grill enclosure, fire pit, or even an outdoor kitchen with Rumblestone from Pavestone. For project ideas and how-to videos, visit pavestone.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're always standing by to lend a hand with whatever it is you are working on. And 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by Home Advisor. You can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online all for free. 888-666-3974. You go from Missouri. You've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I've got a leaky basement. Is there anything that can be done besides... Tearing up the whole outside and redoing it? Yeah, that's exactly not what you want to do. So the reason basements leak is because of drainage conditions that form at the foundation perimeter. So we're talking about things like gutters that are overflowing or downspouts that are too close to the foundation perimeter or soil that's sloping. Do you know that sloping into the house or soil that's flat. Do you notice if this leakage gets worse after heavy rainfalls? Yes, that's the only time it does leak is after a real heavy rainfall. So that's really good news. Is that means this has nothing to do with a rising water table. This has everything to do with the water that's basically just forming around the foundation perimeter. And that's something that's fairly easy to deal with. So I want you to do a couple of things. Look carefully at the gutter system. You want to make sure the gutters exist that the gutters have downspouts that discharge at least four to six feet from the foundation perimeter. And then you want to take a look and make sure that you have one downspout for every six to 800 square feet of roof surface. So just kind of stand back and try to estimate that in your head so we know you have enough downspouts. Okay. Now, typically, when they put downspouts in, they turn them out a foot or so and dump them into a splash block, and you'll notice that that water will just sit right there and collect the foundation perimeter. So you want to make sure they go out at least, like I said, four to six feet. Now, the second thing is you also want to make sure that the soil at the foundation perimeter slopes away. If you have to add soil to do that, add clean fill dirt, tamp it down really super well, and make sure it drops about six inches over four feet. Those two things will stop your basement from leaking. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Tammy in Philadelphia on the line who's looking for a better shower. How can we help you today? Um, hi. Um, I was calling in because I wanted to find out. Um, I have an old Victorian house, and I have a, a three, it's three stories, 
I have a bathroom on the third floor and a bathroom on the second. And when I, if someone's in a shower on the second floor and then someone takes a shower or runs the water upstairs on the third floor, the shower goes cold. And I've been asking my contractors and my plumbers, and I'm not getting a consistent answer. So I like to remedy that since I'm doing remodeling. Okay. So are you opening up walls as part of this remodeling? Yes. I'm, I'm completely stripped down to the studs. Okay, great. So first of all, the reasons you have reduced water pressure in older homes are generally because you have old steel pipes that suffer from internal rusting and they clog, they close down kind of like a clogged artery and then you can't push enough water through it. And that could be your main water pipe. It could be the supply pipes that are inside the house or a combination of them. And so since you're taking the walls apart, the general rule of thumb is that whenever you expose these old steel pipes, you want to replace them with copper pipes um, or with PEX, which is a different, type, a newer type of plumbing pipe. Now, the other thing is that you may not have enough water pressure coming in from the street. Well, well, the pressure, the pressure is not that big of a deal because I think that the pressure is kind of okay. It's just that, like, basically, we have two bathrooms in the house, and you can only use one at a time. Like the water completely goes ice cold if you're in a shower and somebody comes in and uses the sink. Well, that's because the the pipes may not be supplying that hot water. They may not be moving enough hot water. What size water heater do you have? Um, forty gallons. All right. Well, that's a minimum size, but it should be okay for for two bathrooms. Okay. And is it an older water heater? Um, no, I just replaced the water heater. When you replaced it, did they change any of the plumbing around it? This is it still going through the steel pipes. They changed the, the pipes around the... No, I don't think so. So you need to talk with your plumbers about what kind of pipes you have, whether or not that's contributing to the problem, and you need to know what the water pressure is at the street, because if you're not getting enough pressure, that could be the whole cause of it. Okay. Now, I, I Googled it, and I saw something online called a, um, a pressure balance valve. Would that remedy the issue at all? So a pressure balance valve is designed to be used primarily in a shower, and what it does is it keeps the mix between hot and cold balanced so that you don't get scorching or freezing cold waters when the pressure drops. So if somebody was to, say, run hot water downstairs and now rob all that hot water from the upstairs shower, it would not change the balance of water from the mix of water between hot and cold. So the flow would be less. You'd have less of a stream, but it wouldn't be... The, the temperature wouldn't change. Okay. Right. Okay. So, no, that's not it. I don't think that's the cause. I mean, that would, that would certainly be a good thing to have and something you should consider, but I don't think that's the reason you're not getting hot water on the second floor. I just don't think you're moving enough water up there. Okay. So, basically, what I need to do is tell them to check the piping around the water heater. Yeah, and the plumber should know this, not only around the water heater, but basically, if you're going to open up those walls, what kind of pipes do you have, and are they corroded? And should they be replaced to help to help to help alleviate this? Okay, um, and if all else fails, you could always add a second water heater upstairs. You could add a tankless water heater, which would be a really small unit, and it would supply additional water to that second floor bathroom. Oh, okay, okay, that's interesting. Okay, well, I think that kind of remedies the problem. All right, well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, if you've ever watched your lawn fade from a luscious green to sort of a wheat field brown during these dog days of summer, you might be feeling a bit helpless to stop that destruction. But truth be told, brown grass doesn't actually mean that your lawn is dead. It more likely means that your lawn is just dormant, just taking a nap. 
Exactly. What everybody likes to do in the summer, lay down and take a nap. Well, you got to make sure, though, that your lawn is surviving the summer heat. So first of all, you've got to cut back on the mowing. Now, it really is best to keep the grass a little longer in the heat of the summer, and especially during the hottest time of year, which is right now. You know, cutting your lawn too much can actually cause the grass to lose more moisture from those cut tips. So if you've got a healthy lawn, you can allow that grass to go into a semi-dormant state by cutting back on the watering and not worrying so much that it's not going to come back to green in those cooler months, which are really just around the corner. Now, if your lawn is brown, it's very important that you avoid walking on it. Stick to those well-worn patches or the sidewalks instead, because brown lawns can come back to life. That is, if they've not been ground into the ground, so to speak. If they have, they may not return. Now, if where you live, you're not facing any watering restrictions, make sure that you water very early in the morning. That's going to give your lawn a chance to dry out. This is also going to discourage any problems with bugs and diseases. And when you do water, it really is best to water heavily a couple of times a week. That's going to encourage deeper root growth rather than watering lightly every single day. For more tips on summer lawn survival, you can read our post, Seven Tips for Healthy Lawns in Hot Summers. That's online at moneypit.com. Marge in New Jersey is on the line with a kitchen question. How can I help you today? I have a uh, carousel in the kitchen for the kitchen cabinets, and uh, the shelf, the top one, is uh, dropped a lot, and I can't figure out how to go about to uh, secure it or... How in the world do you t- repair something like that? So is this sort of like uh, what we would call a lazy Susan, like sits inside of a cabinet and spins around? Yes, and holds the pots and pans. They take a lot of wear and tear, don't they, Marge? I mean, uh, over all those years? Sure. Does it have to be replaced or can it be repaired? Well, it depends. I mean, the first thing you need to do is clean that cabinet out and take the existing carousel apart. Now, if the mechanism itself... Uh, like the ball bearings have fallen apart, there's a bracket between the carousel and the bottom of the cabinet that has like two plates on them and they spin on ball bearings. If that uh, access has broken down, which it could over many years, you know, that uh, has to be replaced. And the thing is that those parts are all available, especially for those old cabinets. You can usually find them online if you, if you research them. And essentially what has to happen here is you got to take that whole thing apart and then rebuild it. Now, this might be a job for a carpenter or a cabinet maker or somebody that's just handy enough to, to be able to tackle this. But I find that when I look at something like this, that, that cabinetry will speak to me. It will tell me how it went in and what has to be done to take it apart. If you look at it very carefully, you can usually figure it out because somebody put it in to begin with and there's got to be a way to disassemble it. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, that does. Now, since there are two uh, uh, levels, one on the bottom and one on the top, the ball bearings would be in the bottom level so that if I start unscrewing everything... Uh, where would I find them? Does it make a difference if it's a two-shelfer? There's one shelf way on the bottom, then there's the space, and then Mm -hmm. you have another shelf. Right. I don't think it makes a difference because I think it's all part of the same assembly. And and the ball bearings are going to be on the bottom, not the top. The top, it may have like an access point, like an axle, but the spin is going to be under where all the weight is. Okay, so that's... That's the side of it. Does this carousel uh, still move, or is it too stiff? No, it still moves. It still moves. What part of it is broken, Marge? Uh, the, the actual shelf itself, 
the top shelf appears to have dropped about uh, eight inches. All right. So here's what I would do. If it was just the top shelf that, that dropped, I would look for a way to repair that top shelf. And I can't tell you exactly how to do it, but probably figure out a creative way. If that's dropped down, if it's sitting like on a center column, then they have to get something up underneath that to support it. Okay. All right. So that's what I'll do. Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Give us a call with your home repair or home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Well, whether you own your home or a condo or a co-op, chances are that at some point you're going to need to make some unexpected repairs. And for those, it really does pay to have a pro that you can call. We're going to share some tips on how to find and build a relationship with the three pros that you're most likely to need before that home repair emergency pops up next. 888 This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you're planning a project or facing a repair that requires the skills of a pro, it's important that you find a contractor you can trust that does good work and one that you're going to get along well with. And while that might seem difficult, especially when you're ankle deep in water because, say, your water heater just broke and you need to find (laughs) that pro pretty fast, but it's all possible if you know where to look and what questions to ask. Dan DeClerico is the home expert. Expert and smart home strategist for Home Advisor, and he joins us now with five most important questions you should ask before hiring a contractor. Welcome, Dan. Good to be here. You know, most of the time when we hire pros, it's because we're planning a big project, but it's even more difficult to find somebody when you're facing that sort of unexpected emergency repair, like the busted water heater or an air conditioner that decides to quit on like the hottest day of the year. So (laughs) what's the best place to start? Yeah. Even during those high pressure situations, it's really important to do, do your due diligence. So that starts by asking if they have all their paperwork in order, uh, including a required license and insurance. This is just going to give you some protection if something goes wrong in the project, be it a fire or or one of the workers is badly injured. I think another thing that's super important to consider is how are you going to communicate with this pro during the process? Is this the person that you talk to on a regular basis? Is that somebody else? Do you stop talking at some
some point because you might have one expectation. The pro might have another. So you've got to really know where you're going together. Absolutely. Yeah. A good, strong rapport is, is critical, especially on a major renovation project. So ask them how they communicate. Is it an email at the end of the day? Is it a text message, a handwritten note? Really important. Now, what about their track record? If you want to try to find out what their history is, this is a good idea, of course, to check past customers. But I always think not only the most recent customers, but you want to talk to the ones they did last year and five years ago and so on. So you get a sense as to how the project not only went, but stood up over time. Absolutely. And and how do they respond if something did go wrong? If right. a window starts leaking, are they back You know, the, the, the next day taking care of it? Yeah, good point. Now, when it comes to the actual price, um, what about negotiation? Any tips for negotiating with a contractor? I mean, you don't want the guy that's going to do the cheapest project because you're going to probably get what you pay for or actually get less than what you pay for. <laughs> right. But, you know, depending on the time of year, there might be an opportune time to negotiate with them. Yeah, no, ev- everything is negotiable, including major renovations. So if, if that's the contractor you want, see, ask them if there's any wiggle room. I mean, the worst they can say is no, but they often, especially if, if you have more work coming down the pike, you know, be sure to mention that because a- any contractor loves a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think the other thing that you have to consider is how many other projects are there on their to-do list. You know, are you one of 10? Are you one of three? You really need to know how much attention they're paying to your specific project. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Listen, the best contractors, they're going to be busy, mm-hmm. but you want to have a sense of how many projects they're going to be juggling. You know, if it's too many, there's a, there's a good chance they're going to disappear for a week or more at a time. We're talking to Dan DeClerico. He's the home expert and smart home strategist for HomeAdvisor.com. So, Dan, if I am looking for a pro, and uh, I'm just going to ask this sort of rhetorically because I have used the site, can you talk about how that process works? Because I think it's very nice that we can go there, not only find pros that are responsive, but read reviews by real customers that they've had. Yes, every review on the site is is has been verified and checked. So, uh, so that's one of, one of the great resources. But listen, this service could not be easier. Whether you go through the app or the website, you just punch in what you're looking to do within seconds, literally seconds. You could be on the phone w- with a contractor who's going to be out there later that afternoon or, or the next day. But it is a truly seamless experience. It really is. Yep, and I can verify that because you know I use them to find a number of pros. Uh, one for a house that was 3,000 miles away that my mom owned. She got a letter from the water company said that she had used 3,000 gallons of water that month, but she wasn't there. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, where did that water go? <laughs> you know, And I was able to find a plumber 3,000 miles away to go there and, and fix the leaking toilet, which is what it happened to be, and it was just draining, not wasting water. And I used them at my own house to replace a driveway, and it literally had three estimates the same day. And you were so happy with that project. And man, it did a great job. So yeah, it worked very, very, very well. Dan, thank you so much for stopping by the money but dan declarico the home expert and smart home strategist for homeadvisor.com great tips on how to find a contractor thanks guys just ahead are cooling costs driving up your electric bills we've got tips for low cost to no cost ways to keep you cool during these hottest days of the summer season after this everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. 
And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Fit is brought to you by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor works like a fitness tracker, telling you what's on in your home and how much it costs, so you can save electricity and money. Learn more at Sense.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by Home Advisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire that pro and instantly book one of Home Advisor's top-rated pros for free. That's 888-666-3974. Vincent in Delaware is on the line with a plaster issue. Tell us what's cracking up at your Money Pit. My cousin has, has a two-story house. It's all brick. It was built in the 1930s. Uh, upstairs in the bedroom, there's a crack going from the ceiling to the floor in both outside corners. And there's a crack going from the corner to the center of the room. And in front of the house, the brick is separate, pulling away from the molding on the floor, hmm. about a quarter of an inch. So for houses built in the 1930s, um, that that kind of cracking is not all that uncommon. Has it always been this way, or do you think this is a more recent development? I think it's been recent because he just, last time I was talking with him, he showed me the house. He says, look, do you have any idea what's causing these cracks? To me, it looks like the walls are separating from the building. Right. Because especially in the front, between the molding and the outside wall, you get a flashlight, look down there and see the brick. Well, I think if you think it's recent, then you have two options at this point, one of which would be to hire a ASHI certified professional home inspector, and that's a guy who's a member of the American Society of Home Inspectors. That's really important because those are the guys that are really the pros in the business. The second option might be to hire a structural engineer which is going to be more expensive, but it's something you'll need if it turns out to be a serious problem because the structural engineer will actually specify the repair. You can have it corrected, and then you can have the engineer certify that it was done correctly. If you think it's active, that's important information, and I would have it looked at by a professional. I wouldn't mess around with a contractor or anybody like that. I would have it looked at by someone who has nothing to gain from giving you repair advice, only diagnostic advice, an expert diagnostic advice to determine what's going on here, okay? 
Yes, and what was the abbreviation for that home inspector? Yeah, ASHI, A-S-H-I. It stands for American Society of Home Inspectors. If you go to ashi.org, you can put in your zip code and find a list in your area. Okay, thank you very much. Well, we called them the dog days of summer for a good reason, because August always seems to be the hottest. And if you're feeling like your AC is running overtime and your house just isn't getting as cool as it could, you might be right, because aside from the higher energy bills, there's also a lot of wasted energy, so much so, in fact, that it really could shock you. Like, for example, did you know that the average house gives off more greenhouse gases than a car? In fact, two times more. How about this one? The average homeowner spends about $2,000 a year on utilities, and heating and cooling bills account for nearly half of that. Yep, but there are a few things you can do to not only cool off more quickly, but also cut costs as well. First of all, you can keep the heat out. You can increase your attic insulation. You can use drapes and blinds, and you can consider upgrading your roofing and your windows. Mm -hmm. And you can also keep the cool in, seal and insulate those cooling ducts in the attic and seal gaps, cracks, and leaks that you have around the house. Also keep your cooling system efficient by properly maintaining it every year. Close off the vents in any unused rooms. And finally, use fans to assist with the cooling. Yeah, and let's talk about a few no-cost cooling tips that people often forget. Here's my favorite one, storm windows. And you say, well, why are we talking about storm windows in the summer when it's August and it's a million degrees out? Well, because if you have them and you have central air conditioning, you should shut them because guess what? Those same drafts that blow in when it's cold and chilly out, well, they blow in in the summer. You just don't feel them, and they drive up your cooling costs because they put more warm air into the house. And then you have some sort of operator error things that you can do, like Running heat-generating appliances, don't run your dryer during the day. Don't decide to bake during the day. Run the ovens. Run the dryers. Run those sort of heat generators at night when it's a lot cooler out. And frankly, in some places with split energy costs, the bills are actually lower because they charge a different rate in the evening than they do uh, during the day. You mentioned fans. If you've got a paddle fan, make sure you're reversing those blades so you're pulling that cold air up. And make sure you're paying attention to those shades. If you've got them, keep them down on those warm sides of the house, the south and the west, in the summer. It really does all add up and makes a big difference in the amount of money you're going to be paying every month in that electric bill. John Rhode Island has a question about solar panels. How can we help you today? Solar panels installed the uh, latter half of March and uh, had been noticing a steady increase in production up until about two weeks ago. And... Um, I have uh, noticed the production falling off, and, of course, the pollen has increased. And I'm wondering if there's anything on the market that I could treat the panels with. My panels are located kind of high on the roof. Um, it's difficult to get to. And um, just like I said, I'm just wondering if there's something that I could add to it to have the, the, the uh, pollen wash off quicker. So it's pollen and tree droppings, huh? Yeah, well, actually, the trees I'm in good shape with, but it's, it's really basically the pollen. I live in a wooded area. And like I said, I've, I've watched the production, you know, with these inverters. You can really carefully monitor what the uh, system is doing. So uh, it, although the days are getting longer and the sun is getting higher in the sky, uh, production is off. And the only thing I can relate it to is 
is the pollen. John, that's actually a surprisingly common problem, and the solution is simply to clean those panels. Now, in your case, that may be easier said than done because you're telling me they're difficult to reach. It might also be possible to install sort of a cleaning system that consists of uh, manifolds that are installed right above those solar panels where you basically can turn on the water and run run water over them you know, occasionally to clean them out. But, of course, that's a lot of work. Uh, is it possible for you to get a ladder up against the side of that uh, house there and uh, use uh, a hose or with some, maybe a high-pressure hose to be able to kind of wash the pollen off those panels? Because it's pretty well documented that uh, solar production goes down, as you've discovered, uh, when those pollen, when those panels get covered with dirt or pollen. Right, right. Well, I guess, I guess the thing, I, I'm sure there's something I could invest in, uh, certainly a better ladder, a taller ladder. Uh, and also, there's got to be something where I can actually get the hose on a pole. Um, I have a pruning pole, and maybe point it at an angle, you know, where it could it could uh, it could wash the panels. But again, I thought maybe the solution would be well in the spring, get up on the roof, treat the panels, and then I should be all set. But um, you know, maybe it's just as simple as a hose. Yeah, I'm not aware of any treatment there that's going to basically make them slip more slippery. You know, I guess there's maybe I'm thinking like in terms of a wax. But you know, um, Hyde Tools H Y D E they have a product called Pivot Pro that attaches to a regular hose. And it has an angular nozzle at top, top, and it, it's designed for like cleaning gutters and then cleaning like boats and getting underneath spaces and things like that. And basically, the head um, pivots, so you can get all sorts of different angles with it, and also steps up the pressure of water coming out. It pretty inexpensive tool there. You might want to look that up online and give it a shot. I think I will. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Give us a call anytime with your home repair or your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Well, summer vacation is a great time to redo a kid's room. We're going to have tips for some fun and easy ideas for sprucing up spaces for your youngest family members after this. Live in a money pit. That is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. You'll never have to worry about overpaying for a job. Just use their true cost guide to see what others paid for similar projects. Then get matched to top-rated pros, read reviews, get quotes, and book appointments. All for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide to see what others have paid for similar projects. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. So, Leslie, you know, we are asked very frequently about wet basements on this show. And we, of course, very frequently advise people to keep their gutters clean and keep their downspouts extended away. I was baffled because in my own basement with clean gutters and extended spouts and all the things right, I actually got some water coming through the basement wall. And I, you know, I couldn't figure it out. And then one evening, I'm sitting in the living room. And I hear the sprinklers come on. And as the sprinklers get close to the house, I hear them going, wacka, 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 wacka. And they were hitting the window. Well, it turned oh, no. out that a sprinkler head <laughs> had become disconnected. And it was basically spraying all that water against the outside of what turns out to be, you guessed it, my basement wall. So even in our homes, things break down. Weird stuff happens. You just got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's the littlest things that can cause a big problem. So it's always good to investigate. 
Well, summer vacation is a really good time to redo a kid's room, and Leslie has some fun and easy ideas for sprucing up those spaces for your youngest family members in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, this is a tough design customer, those little kids. They are, <laughs> they are very demanding. You know, they're very demanding. They've got lots of big ideas, which is fun. And if you're up for it, there are great ways to tackle some of these interesting and unique ideas that the kids do have. But I think the biggest challenge is getting them to sort of purge some of the junk. I mean, their precious belongings that they have in their spaces that they just don't want to seem to part with. I mean, this is constantly on the line with my son, Henry. He wants to redo his room, going into middle school, wants to change it up. I get it. You got too much stuff in there, Henry. When you get rid of some of it, I promise the redecoration will occur. And that's really what you've got to think about it. The kids are home. It's the summertime. Maybe they're bored. Maybe you've got a bad weather day. Get them in on the planning and let them help with their room project. You know, some of these things that you guys should be thinking about, talking about with your kids is storage. They get a lot of stuff. They like to hoard it away in their room. You got to take care of all of that stuff. So think about a great way that you can maybe show off some of the items for if there's a big action figure collection or Barbie dolls. You know, what you can do with draperies is you can get iron on pockets and just attach them to an existing curtain and display lightweight toys. Sometimes I even use those behind the closet door shoe pockety things. I have one hanging in the bathroom that has all the kids' bath toys and kids' bathroom supplies and places that they can reach it. You can put one on the outside of a closet door and put plants in it, put toys in it, mix it up, make it super cute. Then think about keeping them organized. You know, school is not that far off. So let's start thinking about lots of ways that you can get them in good habits for the school year. So maybe it's a scheduling center on the door with chalkboard paint. Is it an oversized corkboard? Whatever it is that you think will help your kid be organized with what's their outfit for the next day or what are their assignments or what is their sports schedule. Think about that and then sort of problem solve ways to keep them on point. And another great way to sort of get kids ready for the school year and get them excited about the earth and travel is you can make a great table with a United States map or a world map, whatever it is they're interested and excited about. You can take an existing table, put the large map on top and then layer a piece of plexiglass right on top You can attach it with screws at the corners, and then the kids can draw on it with dry erase markers, and you can have a lesson on geography, or if there's a question about the homework assignment, you can say, oh, right here, this is where that happened, check it out, or we've been there. There's lots of stuff that you can do with your kids to get them excited, so don't be afraid to get them involved. And of course, Tom and I are always here, parents ourselves, if you need a hand. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Coming up next time on the program, building a fence can add style and value to your home, but if you build it wrong you may find yourself on the wrong side of neighborly relations. We'll have tips on how to build a fence the right way and keep the peace in the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.